we've got ourselves another back-to-back champion. Plus, TJ goes soft. Wes needs some Dramamine. We've got callbacks to past seasons everywhere you look. Moonlit conversations about life and redemption. Pounds of rotting animal parts are eaten. And two champions are officially crowned. It's the All-Stars 3 finale episode recap coming at you right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today, a momentous day in the history of the challenge I don't know if it's ever happened before, a finale and a premiere on the same dang day. Absolutely incredible stuff. On today's pod, we are, of course, talking about the winners of All-Star 3. The finale is in the books. I've just finished watching it, and as always, I've got some thoughts to share, and share them I will. Now, today will work mostly the same as all the All-Stars recaps have, just with an expectation and a hope that it'll likely be shorter than normal, which some could argue uh, would be a more appropriate length for these podcasts in general, since most of the podcast episodes this season of All-Stars 3 were longer than the actual episodes of All-Stars 3 were themselves. But I digress. Being the final, uh, there just there just is a little less to cover from a storyline standpoint. No more predictions or questions about the future, obviously, to do. So it's easier to get in, pop off some opinions, and get out. The other reason for it possibly being a bit shorter is that today I am strictly covering just this episode, episode 10 finale part two, which does include Jeanne and Wes winning and some discussion of what that means for them. But some things will also be saved because next week I'll be doing my full All-Stars 3 season recap and awards. So certain things will make much more sense to discuss then in a much more broad context. That full season recap will be up next Monday night, probably fairly late in the evening. I'll be traveling again next weekend, getting back in, putting it all together on Monday. So sometime Monday evening, uh, worst case, you know, first thing when you wake up Tuesday morning, that'll be in your feed, full season recap covering every single thing that happened this season, the best of the best awards everywhere. As you know, love giving those awards. So we'll do a full season recap. And on that same subject, other programming notes really quick today, you know, as we said, a massive day in challenge history is not only is the All-Stars 3 finale airing today whenever you want to watch it on Paramount Plus, but now tonight the Challenge USA will premiere. Finale premiere, same day, absolutely incredible stuff. I will, of course, be back tomorrow morning to talk about the brand new season and then back every Thursday morning the rest of the Challenge USA season doing recaps of each and every one of those episodes. So expect those. I mean, technically, they will they will be out super duper early in the morning, Thursday, late and Wednesday night. I plan on recording immediately after watching them 
on Wednesday night, but that means best case, you know, they're getting posted at midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., something like that. So Thursday morning, you will get to see those up in your feed starting tomorrow morning. Then, of course, the rewatch series will continue on as well. The Gauntlet 2 season rewatch and recap was posted yesterday, so check that out at your earliest convenience. And then I will have Fresh Meat, one of my favorite seasons, my maybe my favorite franchise, sub-franchise theme. I forget. I asked everyone on Instagram what we should call the, you know, the Inferno series, the Gauntlet series, the Fresh Meat. I guess I want to call it series because now I'm using the word series, but Fresh Meat 1 and 2 some of my favorites that season fresh meat one will be ready to go at the end of next week so we were going to have back-to-back three podcast weeks as we transition out of all stars into the challenge usa and continue the rewatch series all at the same time all right with that it's time to pick up where we left off last week find out who takes home the title of all stars three champions let's dive on in with our cliff notes recap All right, obviously an action-packed episode. It's finale part two. They're doing all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stages and matchups and points and this and that and the other. So let's quickly do our Cliff Notes recap covering everything that happened plot-wise in this episode, the finale of All-Stars 3. As quick as we can, here we go. Three, two, one, and we are off. We pick up where we left off halfway through day one of the final challenge. Point standings are as follows to start this episode. John A, 15, Nia, 13, Kayla, 12, Kellyanne, 5 on the women's side. Then on the men's side, Wes, 18, Nehemiah, 15, Brad, 9, Mark, 3, bringing up the rear. The next checkpoint they must do is a tandem kayak race where Kellyanne and Mark take a convincing win and four points to help them get out of those last place positions. Then comes a round of one-on-one King of the Raft matchups, a callback to TJ's first ever daily challenge he hosted. And we get Brad beating Wes, Nia beating Kellyanne, Mark beating Nehemiah, and John A besting Kayla, the winners receiving five points each. On to another checkpoint, where in new pairs, they must carry 100 pounds of sandbags to the next checkpoint. Nehemiah and Kellyanne decide to make two trips, thinking no one will be able to do it in one, but in fact, the other three all do it in one, leaving Nehemiah and Kellyanne in last place. This checkpoint, Mark and Nia take the win and four points. It's now nightfall, and the challengers are expecting the worst. When TJ announces, in fact, he's taking it easy on them, giving them the all-stars treatment, which means a night sleeping on a yacht with as much quality food as they want to eat. The night isn't smooth sailing for for everyone. However, as Kellyanne and Wes both suffer from some seasickness, eventually able to overcome it the next morning. Day two begins and TJ announces he only has six spots left, not eight. The bottom two points people have to face off in a crossword elimination based on the finals locations map that has been in their kitchen all season long. Kayla manages to pull out a win over Kellyanne, knocking her out of the game, and Brad gets it at the wire over Mark, sending the Godfather packing as well. Now it's an individual race back for the win, starting with a run through the jungle, then having to eat two pounds of animal parts, followed by a run to the beach where there is a tangram puzzle and a block building puzzle before a final swim back out to the yacht to claim the prize and meet TJ there. Wes and John A take early leads. They get through the eating the fastest by far and never look back on the puzzles as they eventually swim out to TJ, get on the boat, and take home the crown of All-Stars 3 Challenge Champions. 
to the storylines we go. And obviously, the storylines of this episode is just that they're running the final and John A. and West wins. So a little a little different than normal with any storylines that we got to talk about. We're going to break down just stage by stage the final and our thoughts on each and every stage and then person by person the performances by everyone. But before we do, just got to give a, the the first thing that has to be said on this is John A. is absolutely incredible. It is unbelievable. Her performance is spectacular. What an absolute beast. What a killer. What a woman. Back-to-back champions I'd be remiss if I started this with any anyone else other than just saying, holy shit, what a performance, how incredible, back-to-back champion, the challenge all-stars GOAT, for sure, three finals, two wins in three seasons, absolutely unstoppable. We will cover everything with her as well as everyone else. When we talk performances, I just had had, I could not allow myself to start any other conversation about this episode other than just initially saying, John A., Bow down to you. Unbelievable performance. Incredible. Yes, Wes, you want to. Great season. We're going to talk about it all. But for this particular episode, it is just an unbelievable performance by her. We will talk more about it in a moment when we talk about everyone's performance. But first, let's walk through the final stage by stage and just a couple quick thoughts on every single stage and then the final as a whole. So let's start off where where the, the episode starts. We pick up we're halfway through, or it ends up, we find out, eventually realize we're halfway through day one. We saw two checkpoints and one-on-one matchups in the first part of the final. Last week's episode, this one, we get two more of both in the initial day. So, tandem kayak to start, and I love, 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 as always, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me cover other finals, all-stars finals. I, as someone who is a uh, professionally certified kayak instructor, uh, am a big, big fan of the sport, of the vessel, of the activity, and I'm a big, big fan of making them paddle in some way, be it kayak or canoe. I strongly prefer the kayak version um, for them in the show as well as just personally in my personal life, but uh, love getting to see that brought into the world of the challenge, mainly because I think two-part two reason. One, just running the whole time is uh, is a lot. I like them switching up the cardio, and the kayaking brings a little more strength and cardio at the same time. I just like that, but mostly because as someone who is a legitimate kayak instructor as a profession, <laughs> I do get a lot of enjoyment out of every season. It being a guarantee that when they hand paddles to these people, someone or more people, but always at least one. They never go 100% across the board knowing how to do this and doing it well. Um, this uh, this season, probably the biggest success rate of any of them, you know, of the eight people left, six to seven of them know what they're doing, figure it out, have a good time, row right through and, uh, you know, make it through. Naya, poor Naya, is the only one uh, that, uh, that does not necessarily, her and Wes struggle quite a bit on the tandem kayaking, And while they do, I applaud them for getting the biggest part of it right, which is who should sit where, because everyone 
you know, always thinks who's the strongest person or often, you know, I could imagine in the world of the challenge, given some of these people's histories and whatnot, the guys might just be like, I'm in back, I'm the muscle, I'm the motor, this, that, and the other, and not realizing that the kayak is going to move its best if the bigger, heavier person is in back. I would imagine Wes and Naya might weigh about the same, but Naya is taller than him uh, and it just she needed to be in the back, which they got right. And I was impressed immediately. I was like, okay, good. Wes put his ego to the side. They, they, they must know what they're doing. They're like, Hey, you're a little bit bigger. You should be in the back. That's the way the weight should work and everything else. But then Naya, you got to sit all the way back in the kayak. Uh, maybe she moved around and we just saw it was poorly edited as you know, the flash we saw, but the moments we saw of them kayaking, she's not all the way back in her seat. She's up in the kind of almost in the middle as far forward as she can be right up on West, which does both throw off the steering mostly because it puts way too much weight towards the front of the boat, but they struggle. Uh, they get their fourth and just overall, love seeing the kayakings. Then we move on to the King of the Raft, which is probably the best part of the whole final. Um, and, you know, my favorite part, the best maybe part of this episode, Sands, you know, just seeing the people win at the end. But it's absolutely incredible. I love that they do the callback and that TJ makes sure to say, you know, this is the first daily challenge I ever hosted was a version of this with the entire teams. Very fun for me yet another time where we're doing this rewatch series lines up somehow perfectly with what we're seeing in current present day series. Cause I just finished the gauntlet Two, just did that podcast yesterday um, and watched this Roy- the Royal rumble daily challenge, the initial daily challenge of the gauntlet Two a few days back. So love the callback, love getting to see them do this, love the proper mix up of, we are going to throw in one, you know, just size and strength based headbanger esque you know, moment within this final that is, they really, really, really did a great job of mixing and matching all the different elements of a challenge season and, you know, what you need to be able to do to win a challenge into this final. King of the Raft was great. The matchups themselves ultimately weren't, you know, that entertaining. They're all over pretty quickly, but they were still really fun to see. And uh, definitely John A versus Kayla was, you know, of the four, was the best one to watch both because, you know, I would think even with where she's gotten to last season and all the way up to this moment in this season, I was still a little, I wasn't surprised that John a won. I thought that one was 50 50, but I was, I was surprised at how easy it looked like after afterwards. It wasn't just that she won. It was that after watching them, like if they did that 10 times, I think John a wins nine of the times. Like, and I thought this was a fairly even matchup. So Hats off to her, more on her, of course, coming later. But the other last thing to say about the King of the Raft is this was the, these matchups mattered more than anything else in the entire, the entire final. It ended up playing out that way because the points at this point, the next section truly ends up not mattering. The points at the, this is the last real chance. And obviously they don't know this in the moment and we watching it don't know it in the moment, but when they get to the next morning and the two people have to do the crossword to eliminate someone, it really, the, the next, the transporting hundred pounds is totally inconsequential. The points are too spread apart after these King of the Raft matchups with John A and Nia taking big enough leads that they, uh, you know, they're not going to move back as much. And John A in particular going such a big lead. She has no shot of falling back into the bottom two. And on the men's side, same thing of, you know, keep keeping it 
the distance where it is just the king of the raft ended up being as far as the second day or the second half of the final that we're watching the most consequential from who got points who moved where within the standings the fi- the next thing after that then they have to transport the 100 pounds uh along who knows how long of a road it seemed i don't know it's it's so impossible to guesstimate you know how far each of these little sections are is it a mile is it two miles is it a quarter of a mile who knows uh it seemed it was far enough for them to get a little distance between themselves so it makes me think it was you know maybe one to two miles but 10 bags of 10 pounds each making up 100 pounds in total that weight is is difficult for sure it's not you know enjoyable you're already running through the jungle that's already hard on its own especially this far into the final carrying 100 pounds not great but really the thing that makes it the hardest the hardest part of it is just the awkwardness of being in drawstring bags and 10 of them and having to hold that many drawstrings and how do you hold those over the shoulders was most people's but you're like ripping into your shoulders ripping up your hands very very difficult stuff and as we said before the points at this point but we don't know it in the moment that the points are going to eventually only matter for this next thing that they do the next morning. But looking back, the points of this one are completely inconsequential. So while yes, Nehemiah and Kellyanne, you know, make the mistake of thinking no one's going to do this in one trip, going for the two trips, end up in last place. It ultimately wouldn't have made any difference at all. They could have finished in any order in this one. And the top two and the bottom two on the men's and women's side weren't changing. Of course, again, they don't know that in the moment. They're feeling a certain way about it. Maybe that affects them mentally, but they eventually have the overnight, which is the next part to get over it. So the transporting the 100 pounds ultimately didn't really matter other than just continuing to tire everyone out. Then we get to the overnight. And that might have been the biggest, you know, if there was a twist in this final at all, it was it was this. It was a, it was a good twist. It was a twist that benefited everyone except for maybe Wes himself. But... The overnight TJ goes soft. He decides, you know what? Uh, you know, the overnight's usually really hard. It's its own type of challenge. You know, they do the nice montage of some of the worst versions of it in the history. You know, sleeping in a, if you want to sleep, you got to lay in that pit with a bunch of snakes. You know, if you want to sleep, here you go. You got to do it in uh, inside of a glacier and you got to dip your head in ice cold water every hour for just literal reasons of torture only. Um, and so they go completely the other way. He says, there's a yacht out there. The money's on that. That's going to be the finish line. But tonight you're going to sleep on that yacht and think about getting that money, taking it home for yourself. I am a fan of not making the overnight an obstacle in and of itself. I am a legitimately a fan of doing that mostly because I do really enjoy the conversations that then happen. Those conversations sometimes happen even on the really cruel, brutal ones, but usually the cruel, brutal ones, the only conversation they have is how fucked up is this, how miserable is this, and that type of thing. When you give them a nice, warm, you know, a nice hot meal, a warm place to stay, they do what they do on this one, and they stay up for a little bit, and they chat about, like, man, I can't believe we're here. What a moment this is. I'm going to cherish this. You know, it's been a redemptive season for me. It's been this, that, or the other. I want to win because of this. We get Mark talking about his mom, Brad talking about his kids, Naya talking about doing it. Naya and John A both talking about, you know, doing it on their own and not needing someone else there as a partner or as support and totally capable, just them and the tools they've got. All of that is absolutely fantastic and is the reason I am really really a fan of let's take it easy on the overnight part it's fine that it's overnight and this whole thing takes more than one day but 
I don't really like when it's its own challenge. So I loved this. My strongest preference is that there is some middle ground there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bad historian here, not even reference a specific example of it. Um, but I would love my my absolute ideal version of an overnight in the final is some sort of actual still camping, um, so that they're not in a in an actual house, climate controlled house in a comfy bed, but that they're given proper camping materials and you know ability to sleep, but it's still got to be outdoors. Maybe they still, you know, they have as many blankets and everything they want, but you know, the fire is the real, if you want to sit by the fire, stay your warmest, but with a legitimate meal and as much water as they want proper refuelment so that they're not actually on the verge of death as they run these things. That's my absolute would be if I was in charge, that's, that's how I would handle it. But Regardless, I like this version more than the torturous version. I think we get better television out of it. I think we get a better finals performance from everyone out of it. And it's just it's just overall a lot better in all ways. Then they get up the next morning. They do the crossword elimination. Bottom two, Brad and Mark, Kellyanne and uh, Kayla, they got to face off. And I like, again, same as I said during uh, the last episode. Yeah, the last episode when they had to do, you know, the bonus elimination round that wasn't actually an elimination round was just to get the slight head start in the next day's final. I like that they needed to be paying attention and that what TJ told them in, you know, those little remarks and those big obvious posters in the challenge house, those mattered and that information mattered and those that paid attention to it would maybe have an advantage, although it didn't end up helping Kellyanne that much in this instance. I like that they had to pay attention. I like that that mattered. But the same as I had said last week about that, uh, the the name one that, you know, the bonus elimination that they had to do, it feels really inconsequential. Uh, like, why can't all eight of them just run the last part? What's what's stopping them? Is, the, is it just purely for the suspense of someone's going to get knocked out? Because, yeah, that it could be suspenseful, but it... Not really. Um, in the end, uh, you know, at this point, it was like uh, Kellyanne really. I mean, I guess this last part being totally individual, they totally restart the times. The points don't matter. Kellyanne certainly still could have won. I don't think Mark was going to, uh, with respect to the Godfather, this the last part came down a lot to running and quick, easy puzzles that as long as you didn't mess up, there wasn't any advancement really to be made in the puzzles. It was just staying even with your spot. I don't think he's keeping up with Wes or Brad, really, for that matter, on the men's side. So that felt really inconsequential. It's not, you know, while I like that they had to pay attention, it's not the most visually appealing of challenge or eliminations to watch. I wish we would have maybe gotten a little more, like, it's cool to bring the history in it. Obviously, I love them bringing the history of, you know, 10 locations where finals have been held. We see a little bit of it on the board, the answers that they're putting up, but I would have loved a little answer key and maybe even like a little legend of, you know, these are the 10 ones we're asking them. These are the 10 finals they correlate with, maybe some flashbacks, little moments from those. That would have been cool. So ultimately, while, you know, there's, I guess, a little suspense because Mark and Kellyanne go home, but it feels a little inconsequential. Then we get the final race, the race back to the boat, which they don't announce exactly what it's going to be right at the start, but eventually it turns into some running, some eating, a couple little puzzles. This is the proper style reset. That is the first thing that should be said. 
A lot of the most recent finals have had this kind of reset moment in them at the last bit to, you know, whatever the times or the points or anything and any of them have mattered. We reset. Everyone's at square zero. It's the final push. Anyone can still win. I like that. That breaks the show better. It makes it more competitive. It's actually good television. Is it the most fair thing in the world? No, but at the end of the day, they're making a television show and you balance the fairness with making it competitive, making it entertaining, making it a good television product. And the reason I'd say this is the proper style reset versus some others we've gotten recently is even though everyone is even again, there is still enough left to do that there's room for them to separate themselves for the best of the best to win it out versus the you know alternative is something like we saw in Spies, Lies, and Allies where we got all the way to the end and it was a damn good thing that CT uh, was one of the two winners because he was clearly dominating that final, all aspects of it. But we got to the end and it was like, hey, it's just run up the hill, memorize some numbers, run back down the hill. And that's very short and easy and anyone could have won it even if someone was like, you know, uh, hats off to Devin for his memorization of that and for being in first place after day one of that final, day one champion, as he likes to say. Um, but he hadn't performed anywhere near as well as CT at that point in the final or even at Kyle by that point. And the fact that it was such a short little bit and that someone could have won off of this one little part that they did better than everyone else when they were maybe worse than everyone else and this whole other big you know, 90% of it, I don't like that as much. So this one was... I felt like a more proper amount that they still had to do as individuals post reset to still allow the best of the best to win and for it to feel fair that, you know, whoever would have won of these last six people that they had performed well enough. It wasn't like any of them were so far behind and so much worse in the first two thirds of this to then if they would have won this last little part, been like, oh, that that doesn't feel like they should have won. It would be like, yeah, they still ran eight and puzzled all three in the end and swam out so definitely love the reset that they did eating is a big part of this it is the only part that matters of this final this final segment yes Wes and John A win the running part they get there first they are way out in advance on the running but they also win the eating part by a good margin and that's ultimately the real difference if you remove the eating I think Brad and Wes are neck and neck at the very end of this I think uh John A and Kayla are absolutely right there, neck and neck at the end of this. And the eating really separated those two out where they might have, they probably win still if you remove the eating. I think they both still win by it, but it's by a close margin. It's a paddle for victory where we have like an intense race out to the boat versus this one where they separate themselves with the all time, you know, separator of champions and non champions in challenge, the challenge world. And that is eating. As many of them comment on, even all of these people who have been in a final before, you know, even someone like Brad from who's been around forever mentions like, I've gotten lucky. I've never had to eat anything that disgusting. Nehemiah, I believe, says, you know, the same thing. A couple of the women, I believe, comment on the same thing. And the eating becomes the difference maker. Wes and John A both able to overcome it much better. Wes for his part, also is the experience of the eating comes in handy. He is out there from moment one, from bite one, making himself throw up, not waiting for the throw up to eventually happen because it's going to happen. But instead, you know, doing the fingers down the throat. Is that a great idea? I think this is maybe the only context uh, in the world where it's like, yeah, it actually is a good idea to stick your, your fingers down your throat and make yourself throw up it, you know, 
it certainly helped him in this instance get through it. And it's really the separator. The, the two puzzles they had to do at the end then, slightly let down by the ending puzzle, although I was happy, you know, by that point, I wanted Wes and John A to win. So as a fan, I was like, I'm good with this. Make it so, you know, there's nothing they can mess up. They're going to just go right on out and win. But that Tangram, the Tangram being a part of it, definitely good with that. It was it was maybe the easiest Tangram I've seen them do on the show. But that that's fine. It's, it's a Tangram. A Tangram should be involved in the final somehow, some way. The block stacking, I don't like at all, especially as the last final thing they have to do. One, because... The, the wind plays too much of a factor with these little tiny blocks. Um, I don't know if that, I think John A actually just knocked hers over on her own volition um, that ended up not mattering. But these tiny little blocks, they're on a beach. It's windy. There's, you know, there's the opportunity for Wes, you know, gets their way earlier. He builds his all the way up and one big gust of wind comes and knocks it down before Brad has started really building his that tall. And if that would have been something that, you know, caused someone to win or lose, that'd be really, really horrible. And I just ultimately don't like, uh, you know, it's, I get, you know, at the last moment, the cool part of it, I guess, is that at the very last moment, you're so nervous, you're right there, you're so anxious, I'm about to win, and so you're maybe a little shaken, you're on edge, and trying to, you know, build these blocks, you need to be calm and methodical, that goes against everything you're feeling in that moment, I, I get that part of it, I like that part of it, but... I would have rather seen something where they really have to use their brain or just, you know, there's a lot better puzzle options in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. They, they finish, uh, Wes and John a win. We'll talk about that momentarily. The last thing to talk about on the final is just from an overall standpoint, gotta say production. Great, great job. You get, you get the claps after last season. All stars, all stars two was one of the all time debacles, in finals history from a production standpoint. We talked about it at length. It's been covered by a lot of the cast members at length. Just a complete shit show last season. Uh, It's the only way to really say it. And this season, the complete opposite. Seemed like an absolute well-oiled machine. Well-planned out. Well-executed. I loved everything about this final. And just got to say the production really redeemed themselves in a massive, massive way. Maybe, maybe somehow there's, you know, something we have no idea and the cast will come out and say, you know, this happened or this happened and no one has any idea and it was messed up. But it seems pretty doubtful that anything like that happened. It seems like we saw everything that actually occurred, which is nice when, you know, I hate the most thing, the thing I hate the most, even more than production messing up is when we find out after there was actually two other stages of the final, they didn't even show in the final edit. I'm like, all right, well, that's silly and dumb. And I, I want to see everything they have to do. So great job on that. Fantastic. They didn't mess anything up. I can feel confident that the right people won the people that deserved and performed the best won this final hats off to production. And as I said, I loved everything about this final. My only single feedback, if there's any criticism at all is only to go from like, I consider this an a final from what the final was and what I think a challenge final should be and should consist of it to go from an a to an a plus. I would make it just a touch longer, not more checkpoints, more matchups, anything like that. Just make the running or the biking or the kayaking part a slight bit longer. But again, I'm not 100% confident how much, how what kind of distance they actually covered in this. But my my uh, personal opinion is that they should be about 10 miles long. That's kind of the range I'm looking for in a final to test that cardio and endurance side mixed with the puzzles, the checkpoints. I love this one adding the matchups in the one-on-one sections and the partner sections 
thought that was a fantastic mix, a great, great way to do a final individual final challenge. One of the best they've done on that front. Um, Touch better puzzles at the end maybe is, you know, and we're talking truly an ideal, ideal scenario. So if they ran this style final back, just swapped out the puzzles, swapped out, you know, the people and, uh, you know, maybe swapped out the order of some things, a little different one-on-one matchups. But if they kept this structure, this base structure for all All-Stars finals, or really flagship finals, USA finals, any, any challenge final, I'd be a very, very happy person. Now, let's talk performances. Let's run through everyone here real quick, one by one, as quickly as we can. We'll start with the guys that did not get the job done in the end. Mark first, the godfather, absolutely killer job catching up. He was so far behind. I thought, you know, it was over and there was legitimately a moment, you know, when they got on the boat in the overnight, I was like, oh my gosh, Mark's like got himself totally back in this. He could totally, I mean, I guess he could still win. Like that was pretty incredible. Great job by him. Nice king of the raft win. Loved getting to see, you know, like that that mix we talked about, the proper mix within the final of, you know, having the puzzles, having the endurance, but bringing the strength in the size elements in as well and the headbanger-like elements. It's always kind of weird when, you know, the daily challenges and the eliminations, that stuff matters so much. And then in the final, it almost doesn't matter at all. So they got the mix right and it was great to get to see someone like a Mark and Anaya, who we'll talk about in a moment, get that king of the raft and be like, oh, this is my element. This is what I came here to do. This is where like, you know, some of these are advantage Wes. This one is advantage me. So great job by him. Uh, he ends up going home first, but uh, makes the final for the second time. All good. Great job, Godfather. And as always, thank you to the Godfather for bringing us all this all-stars goodness in the first place and creating the whole thing out of thin air, along with we, the fans who want our OGs and are getting our OGs over and over and over again and loving every minute of it. Then we got Nehemiah. Uh, Eating the food as a vegan is another level of difficult. 15 years deep and not eating meat I can I can't understand exactly what it would feel like in that moment to realize that not only do I have to do this thing that everyone thinks is disgusting and hates and is maybe the hardest part of the entire challenge, but I also have to do it as I don't eat this stuff on principle, on morals, on whatever, on just lifestyle, whatever your reasonings are. And it's not like he's been it for five months. It's 15 years. That's that's a lot, man. That's a that's a lifetime. And uh you know, overcoming that and saying, you know, F it, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do this. If there's ever a time to make an exception, it's this. I don't even know what I'm eating. I know it's meat based. It seems animal based, but I don't know what it is. I'm just going to put it in my mouth and keep on going. Hats off to him for that. It did not seem like he maybe had the cardio in the end to keep up with Wes ultimately. Um, and so while the eating did slow him up, I don't know if he can, if he would have been able to stay with his good buddy Wes, but Another fantastic performance all season long from him. Another final for him. And glad to hear him say he is going to keep trying to come back and try to get that last final step. You know, two finals in a row, two close, close-ish close calls in a row, trying to come back and get that championship. I, and I know many Challenge fans out there, will be rooting for exactly that. Then we got Brad. Brad. Fantastic performance. I'm going to probably say that for every one of these people because it is a fantastic performance just to get to the final and to finish the final or finish whatever part of the final you're allowed to finish. And Brad 
most notable thing, the cramping seemed to be a real problem. We saw it in the first portion of the final. We saw it a little bit again here of his legs really causing him some issues during carrying all that weight, having to give more of the weight to John A so that he could continue. Um, I wonder if that is, if Brad's kind of ignoring the water that they're all allowed to have during this, or is it possibly and honestly something we've seen before, usually more on mountains where the oxygen levels get to the biggest, most muscular of people. But Brad, his muscles are out of control these days. He has been, you know, throwing that weight around, clanking the iron, all, and he's so big and so jacked. And I wonder if, He's so muscular now that it adds to in that hot climate doing cardio is gonna, he's more susceptible to the cramping and not, you know, even if he's do putting a lot of time in doing cardio, putting a lot of time in working on that endurance. If in a hot climate like this, he he's just put too much time in, in the weight room as well to cause some real, real problems or the cause problems faster for him than for some of the other competitors that seemed to be you know, if there was a downfall for him in this final, it was that. But for someone who had never had to do, surprisingly never had to do the big eating portion, he absolutely crushed that and, you know, comes up short. I would have loved to see if it was just a little closer to see him actually, it was kind of weird where they're like, he and Kayla both get in the water initially, but then the next time we see them, they, I guess, were told to come back out of the water that only two people were allowed on the boat. Um, it would have been interesting to actually see a real like paddle for victory between Brad and Wes and real, real suspense there. But Brad, great job as always. Love Brad. Kellyanne next. She can run as well as anyone, just like we thought. The running parts, the endurance part, she's right there. She's, you know, one of the, one of the best in the house at that portion Getting the Naya matchup definitely was the tough, tough call in the in the uh, King of the Raft scenario. Put her in the bottom for good, and then she's knocked out by a puzzle and a puzzle where she, you know, somewhat has the advantage going in. Saying at least they said she did, as far as she had actually looked at and thought to study a little bit the the you know the locations and everything where Kayla had no idea and was just working off of I know country names, so like let's try to figure out some of these and what fits. So while she'd had a kind of redemptive moment with puzzles earlier in the season, we also saw her, you know, puzzles catch up to her a couple times a season and most notably right here at the end. So the favorite all season long or the person I considered the favorite on the female side all season long goes home championship less again. I hope it's not the last we see of Kellyanne because I stand by what I started this season saying, what I said throughout all of it, what I still feel in my bones now Kellyanne feels, you know, there's so many people that are capable of winning a challenge championship that have not won yet for all kinds of different reasons or circumstances. But Kellyanne truly feels like someone who is a challenge champion in my mind. She's plenty, plenty good enough to win a title. Just hasn't ever happened before. And I thought it was going to happen this season. I predicted it all season long. It doesn't quite get there, but still a great performance from her and showed at least why she was the favorite in my book because I was weighting the endurance so heavily and I thought that part she was going to kick ass at. She did. It's just turned out that John A also could kick ass on the same level as Kellyanne did on the endurance front and way better on the physical and the puzzles and everything else. Then we got Nia. Nia absolutely killed it. Loved everything about Nia's performance. Derailed by the eating. You know, what are you going to do? Happens to the best of them. And, uh, you know, definitely happened to her. 
I found it while we've gotten many redemption, you know, discussions and montages with Naya felt a little, I laughed a little bit when the final time we talked, uh, she in confessional and, you know, they kind of threw a little montage at us of her redemption, her arc, and just coming back and finding belief in herself and doing this all on her own. All was over her throwing up into her hands and crying and just being disgusted at what she was putting in her mouth. Probably not how she envisioned the final moments of this season of hers going, but uh, nonetheless, an amazing season from her, an amazing final Hope, hope, hope to see her back again and see if she can put it together and get that last part, uh, that last part that's the the hardest last part for damn near everyone who eventually becomes a champion on the challenge, and that is the eating, the last part to figure out how to do it, how to overcome it, how to do it fast, get through it, not think about it. That's Nia. Then we got Kayla. Killed it for sure. Uh, just felt like, in the end, Jane wanted it a little more, both between the king of the raft and the eating were really the difference in this. Um, you know, the King of the Raft was kind of the difference between who ended up doing that elimination crossword. Kayla wins it, stays in it, but then the eating, you know, on the running, it was one thing for Kayla to say, you know, Johnny's getting out a little in front, but I'm kind of biding my time. I think she's going to slow down. I'm keeping a certain pace. I know if I have to, you know, put the burners on, I can catch up to her quickly. We just don't know how long this is going to be. It's a solid strategy, especially because I believe her when she says, you know, if I need to, if we see a checkpoint coming up, I can turn it on. I can catch up quick. I'm keeping her in that safe distance ahead of me. That's all good. But then the eating, you know, it just it really truly ultimately comes down to what I said before. It seemed like between the two of them, very evenly matched. But John A wanted it just a little bit more, had a little bit more of that competitive edge and drive to say, you know, we get matched up one on one physical thing. I'm knocking you off of this, even if it's a pretty even matchup. It comes down to eating versus each other. I'm going to get through this faster than you, faster than everyone else. And so great season by Kayla. We'll see if this inspires her to, you know, add that little edge that we've seen before and we've seen in flashes this season, but that little extra bonus competitive edge of I'm going to be ruthless. I am going to win. I am going to do anything to win. And it matters that much extra little bit. That's the difference between a champion and a non-champion at the end of the day. Which brings us to our two champions. First, Wes. Wes, flawless season. We'll recap the season in full on the Season Recap Podcast next Monday. But amazing season from Wes. Start to finish. This this season was really, really about him. Um, In the end of the day, it turns out to be about John A. as much as him, at least in this final. But, uh, you know... Spoiler alert in advance, Wes will definitely be nominated for the MVP of the full season. We'll see if he wins it on that podcast next week. But the cardio pays off big. He can run on that treadmill or on a beach or anywhere absolutely forever. We see him constantly throughout the season, and we've seen him constantly throughout his last few times on the flagship season. He lives on that treadmill, and he does so for a reason. He makes sure that he is going to be the best runner of the group, the best swimmer of the group, the best biker of the group, the best endurance athlete of the group. And uh, it definitely pays off in a big way. He's constantly, every time they have to run, he's way out in front of everyone. And it seems like he's not even going as fast as he would need to go or could go if he needed to. If someone came up and actually pushed him, he probably could go faster. Um, He's the only one bummed out by the easy overnight Uh, knowing that it lessens the advantage he has and being so unbelievably prepared, being willing to go through the hell that is a, a, you know, most final missions. Um, 
And so that was an interesting thing to see of him being the only one saying via confessional, like, this sucks. I feel like this is supposed to suck and be really hard, and I'm prepared for it. I don't think they are. So I thought I had an advantage in that part of this, and now that advantage is taken away. Just goes to show how much, you know, how serious he's thinking this through, how what he is preparing himself for, and you know, that 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 advantage, that edge that it gives him to be thinking this deep into the game, to be caring this much about this, and to be putting that amount of work into his physical shape and conditioning and everything else that comes with that. Also, the other thing he clearly has worked on, way better partner than he ever was before. He's been a good partner on his more recent seasons of the flagship, you know, the War of the Worlds uh, one being, a, you know, exemplary partner throughout that. But this time around, you know, no matter who he was matched up with during the final, being a great supportive partner or just learning to, even if he can't give pure support, not to say a word, as Naya mentions, you know, I'm pretty sure Wes is super pissed at me right now, but he's not saying anything. He's keeping it all inside, and I appreciate that. So, uh, definitely an evolve, you know, evolution for him as a person. It happened long ago, but getting another testament to now, he also knows how to be a partner, a leader when necessary, a motivator when necessary, and working with others and not holding just himself to these incredible standards and doing that to anyone he's matched up with as well, but knowing who he's with, knowing what the best case scenario is, how to get to the win. And how to, at all times, keep himself at his best odds to be the one at the finish line. That's his main thing. That's his edge over everyone else is just thinking this game through to a whole different level. You add that into the incredible work he puts in, and you end up with challenge champion Wes for the third time now, the first All-Stars championship for him. Not the first All-Stars championship, though, for Jane, her second. What a fucking killer. Uh, We start with her. We end with her. She roughs Kayla up on that King of the Raft. I mean, I I can't say enough. Dominant performance there, again, in a matchup I felt like was very even going in, but come out of it being like, Kayla's not beating John A in that. They could do it over and over and over again. She's not beating her a single time, which is incredible. I would have been fascinated to see a Nia versus John A matchup in the King of the Raft. I think Nia would win just on sheer, again, the size difference in that particular uh, that particular event. Obviously matters so much, but I would have loved to see what maybe maybe we're wrong there too. Um, would have loved to see this version of John A go up against you know the absolute best possible person, the hardest possible matchup in that, and see what happens. But goes up against Kayla, roughs her up, wins that, carries sixty pounds to Brad's forty pounds during the weight portion, the weight portion, the weighted run where one of the groups says we can't even between us carry this hundred pounds at the same time. John A is out here being like, Brad, you look like you're struggling. Give me some more of that weight. I'll take 60. You take 40. I'll lighten your load. Carries it like a champion. References, you know, I got to carry all the babies around all the time. She says her babies might, you know, you know, have grown up quick, weighed more at an earlier age than most. But I don't believe that that means that she was, I mean, I guess two two kids carrying both one on either side, 60 pounds. Okay. Maybe, maybe the math checks out. I don't, I honestly, this is the only thing this is revealing is that I have no idea how much children weigh at any age up until, you know, basically they're adults. So carries the 60 pounds like a goddamn champion. She passes Nehemiah on the pure running portion. She almost gets up to and passes Brad on the pure running portion. She eats 
I I wish there was a little timer on them or it was one of those things that after the fact they could release like official times of everything. But it feels like she may have eaten the fastest out of everyone. Uh, her and Wes pretty close, I would assume, but definitely obviously she eats the fastest out of the three women and eats faster than the other two men. Um, and possibly even Wes. Wes just got there so much in advance, but she finishes the whole thing barely behind Wes. They basically finish at the same time. They do this entire final at the same time, which means, you know, they're both on that same level of, you know, where Wes, we've been talking all season about how stacked this male cast is physically, how incredibly difficult it's going to be. And right there at the end, John A's right there neck and neck with Wes the whole time. They're both taking home the title at the same time together. Very incredible stuff. Back-to-back is a huge deal, uh, an absolutely huge deal. It does officially make her, if you want to delineate between flagship and all-stars only, she's the GOAT of all-stars, and it's not even close. Three seasons, three finals, two titles. I mean, no one else can come anywhere close to stacking up. I don't know. I know we're only three seasons in all-stars. I know that at this point, you know, the show itself at the end, they flipped uh, Wes and John A's little, you know, under their name over to two-time and three-time champ. So they are considering them one in the same. Uh, I am slowly but surely. I started this season when I gave stat overviews of everyone. I kept them separate, but eventually we'll likely have them completely joined together. So, uh, you know, in the all-time GOAT discussion, she isn't in the very top of that, but she's starting to rise up. The female side, if we break things female and male down, I mean, there's only so many two- or three-time champions on the female side. So joining the two-time champ club uh, is a big, big deal. Back-to-back is a huge deal that's only been done a few times in challenge history. Obviously, most recently, very recent, with CT on the flagship show. But she's the all-stars GOAT. Make no bones about it. She's probably going to keep that title for a few seasons to come, just given the fact it's, you know, maybe yes comes back and makes final and wins. Maybe MJ does, uh, but it's going to be hard for anyone to get back to, you know, winning two of them or making as many finals. And I would assume uh, maybe she rides into the sunset on this one. Maybe she's like, you know, my kids get to a certain age. I don't want to be gone quite as much. Maybe she does one, sits one out, does one, sits one out. I don't know, but certainly hope to see her back to continue this run. Uh, feels like if she comes back, she's, you know, she's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make the mistake twice. If she's back next season, I don't care who they put. Um, I take that back. There's a few, there's a few people out there. I would maybe pick over her in all stars three, but only a few. And those few are all the people I would say she's now in the conversation with for who are the best females to have ever played this game. You know, maybe if a car Maria is ever given a phone call, which she needs to be given a phone call, it's getting, it's beyond ridiculous at this point. It's just sad and uh, annoying and miserable. But John A is going to be the favorite next season for sure. And she's going to have the biggest target in the back of ever, ever, ever. Um, because I don't think in the world of all-stars, you know, they don't want people winning, not they, the producers, the cast doesn't want people winning and winning and winning in the regular flagship show. I feel like in the all-stars world, even more, the little bit more kumbaya going on, they're going to be even more like, Hey, we got to spread the love here and no one wants to make anyone else mad. We're all friends. We're all older now. So yeah, you've won twice in a row. You're going into every elimination, but as she proved this year, those aren't a big problem for her either. Did I say this was going to be a shorter episode? Of course it wasn't. You know how this goes. I think it's going to be short. And then I talk for 45 minutes about the final and the performances. But 
We will get out of here quickly on this. We do want to hand out the awards for this episode. A little easier, a little few nominees. It's a final. There's not as many quotes and moments and things going around. For the best quote of this particular week, we got two nominees. They're both from Wes. Let's play them back to back for you. We have worked our asses off today. We don't smell good. We don't look good. We're pretty ugly. We're definitely like bangable, but you wouldn't brag about it. Oh, here's the brain. I'll give you guys a hint. If you eat the brain, you might be smarter for the puzzle that's coming up next. Fuck off. Part of me is hoping that I just faint. <laughs> yeah, same. Wes, you look so <gasps> gross. Oh, you look like you have baby puke all over you. Ew, dude, it's kind of true. <laughs> As a ginger, it's very easy for myself to remove my soul from my body. So I do just that. I take my soul out, I set it aside, I tell it, I'll come back for you later, but right now, I just need to go into full zombie mode. Of those two, I strongly prefer the uh, the you guys eat the brain, you'll be better at the puzzle that's coming up next. In the moment, wit always you know out outwits the in confessional wit where you've had some time to think about it or process it or maybe even take multiple takes at saying it to the production. I absolutely thought that was hilarious and love it. And Wes, with both nominees for the quote, goes to show what a true professional he is, even in a final where everyone else decides if now or never we're only focusing on one thing trying to win west still even though he's going so hard it's taking it so seriously always remembers we are making a tv show i'm a professional i'm going to try to give you that good content as well hats off to him for winning yet another best quote of the week i don't have in front of me how many he won this season but three four five of them pretty incredible run as for the best moment of the episode Loved the King of the Raft uh, entire portion. John A beating Kayla specifically that gets nominated. Really enjoyed John A, Naya, and Nehemiah's chat about, you know, really John A and Naya's chat. Nehemiah was there, but those two discussing, you know, having to do it on their own, you know, what how Naya was feeling when Jordan left, how John A was feeling when MJ left and feeling like, you know, I won last year, but it was with the partner. Now it's totally on my own. Loved everything about that. Loved the growth of those two women and getting to hear them talk openly and vulnerably about those feelings they were having. That moment was great, as was Mark. Mark and Brad's chat, plus Mark and his doll going to bed. That dual two-doll, man. Uh, It just it goes everywhere. I wonder if he's had someone make a couple backups for him, because that thing is everywhere with him, and I love it every single time. It does not get old. It's the bit that never will get old. Love the low five. Love that. And the fourth and final nominee, obviously, Wes and John A winning. Um, and her specifically making him say that she is smarter than him, catching him in that moment of vulnerability, <laughs> thinking it's the only chance in my life I will get Wes in a position where he's willing to, he's so happy, he's so filled with joy that I'm going to make him say on camera that I'm smarter than him. Really, really good stuff from John A. And that that moment, that moment gets the win for the best moment. Obviously, the two of them winning, uh, happy for them. I was, you know, rooting for them, certainly of the many people on this season I'm really rooting for. Love seeing both them win. That's the best moment. In our episode MVP, it's obvious. John A, no doubt about it. Wes has won plenty of episode MVPs this season. He's deservedly won plenty of them. But for this individual episode of the two champions, John A, they were both incredibly impressive. I'm taking her for all the reasons I talked about and gushed over before. She is the MVP of the episode. 
And with that, there's no uh, there's no power rankings or predictions to make because the season is over. Our uh, preseason predictions, we eventually, we got one out of two of the winners right. We said Wes and Kellyanne ends up being Wes and John A. Won't make that mistake again, John A. You will be in the prediction spot almost no matter what going into next season. Just out of pure support for what a wonderful champion she is. Uh, but six out of eight finalists, right? One out of two winners, right? I feel like this is, I mean, I don't feel like I know this was far and away my best season as far as predictions go, but no more to make. The only thing left to do now is we are not 100% done with All-Stars 3. As we said at the beginning of this podcast during the programming notes, we will be back next Monday now. We will let the final sink in. We will reflect on the entire season as a whole, and we'll come back and talk it all through one final time, the full season All-Stars 3 season recap. We'll hand out plenty of awards, as we always do. We'll recap some of the best moments. We'll relive them. We'll see, you know, we'll check back in on how, you know, some of our hottest opinions and takes throughout the season, if we still feel the same way, if we've changed, if any others have cropped up. We'll cover it all. We'll do it all next to Monday, Monday night, Tuesday morning. It'll be posted sometime around then. So I hope you come back in. I hope you've enjoyed this season All-Stars 3 as much as I have. Let's all get together, talk about it one final time. If you out there listening have a hot take, a super big opinion about this season, something you think should be the best quote of the year, the best elimination of the year, the best daily challenge, the best moment of the entire season, who you think should be the MVP, anything. You know the awards we do. We keep them the same mostly all the way through. So if you have a strong opinion on who should win some of those awards or or some something that happened that I never talked about that you think needs to be brought up, let me know at Challenge Historian on Instagram. DM me. I check all of them. Fill me in. Let me know your opinions. I will probably this weekend post some polls on the Instagram stories for try to get some extra feedback on who you think should win an MVP, who, what elimination you think would be the elimination of the year. So check there. Maybe get your votes in. Uh, you know, I am. This is this podcast is a slight dictatorship. I don't. I will take those votings into account. It is not a guarantee that whatever whoever wins a certain vote will necessarily win the award if I feel really differently and strongly. But I want to hear from you. I want to engage with you. So at Challenge Historian on Instagram to do that. Pop back in next week on Monday to listen to the full All Stars Three recap. Tap back in tomorrow to watch or listen to the Challenge USA premiere episode recap. Make sure you're watching tonight live on CBS. I believe it is at 8.30 Central Time, 9.30 Eastern. It's right after the Big Brother premiere. It will then be on Paramount Plus tomorrow morning. I don't know exactly what time they're going to post it, but I know it's usually by late, mid to late morning at the worst. So watch that. Tap into those pods. We'll be covering that every single Thursday. We'll be back next Monday with All-Stars. We had Gauntlet 2 yesterday, Fresh Meat next Friday. All kinds of rewatch series that you can binge along, listen along with us. So much content coming your way. Thank you so much for being here, listening, watching it all, loving it all. Appreciate you. Until we talk again, peace.